Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Halloween. It's time for what you should read. The podcast all about the titles you need. Join three book lovers and a guest as they cover all the best new titles to enjoy with your team. Hi, I'm Julia. I'm Rachel. And I'm Kelly. And this is What You Should Read. The podcast where we should all over our books. Everything is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We we started 12 minutes late because I'm grumpy this morning. (laughs) Poor Julia. I know. It happens to all of us. I I don't know why it's always me. (laughs) What, Kelly? I said, I mean, it's always me. Yeah, Kelly, how do I be grumpy and still have a productive day? Teach me your ways. Oh, yeah. See, you're not going to have a productive day because what you need to do is you need to really lean into the grumpiness. Um, Slamming a door really helps. Screaming into a pillow really helps. Rachel, you're laughing, but I swear to God, try it. It's fantastic. (laughs) I'll try that. I don't know why I'm grumpy. I think I'm just uh, tired because we did a readathon this weekend, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But first, Rachel, what are you reading right now? Well, I just finished um, this morning. I just finished The Holiday Swap Yay. by Knox, which is two people I just found out. Yeah. Um, but it was so good and I love it so much. I gave it five stars. It was just incredible. Like high recommend. Um, it was the holiday story I I needed. Um, and now I think I'm gonna pick up a season for second chances by Jenny Bayless. I was going to maybe go for a non-Christmassy book, but I'm still in the mood for a Christmassy book, so I'll try it. And then if I'm if it's you know not for me, I'll just put it down and pick up something else. But I'm gonna try that today. I read it this weekend too for our readathon holiday swap. It was so good. So good. I want Bonnie the dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a really cute holiday romance. Yeah. Um, totally. And if you love Great British Baking Show or like reality TV baking shows. Mm-hmm. Get up. Um, Kelly, what are you reading right now? Well, um, funny enough, I started this for the readathon because I thought it would be really fun if we were all reading the same book. So I am also reading The Holiday Swap by mm-hmm. Maggie Knox. Nice. And I just found out last night that yes, they are two people, not one person. It's funny because um, book of the month last year had the Christina Lauren holiday book as it one of its December picks. And this year they have a holiday romance also written by two people. So it's a theme. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Um, cool. I just started rereading one day in December and it's, it's as good as I remember. I was, I started, I said, maybe I won't keep reading, rereading it. Cause you know, I have a, I have a lot of books to read, but I did want to try rereading it because it is one of my favorite, um, holiday books. Uh, I think it's probably the best like Christmas romance slash love story book out there slash contemporary women's fiction. I don't know if I'd really call it a romance. I guess I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Rachel, you told me about it. And then Kelly, you gave me my copy a few years Teamwork. ago. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's been fun. I'm also listening to the audiobook of So This Is Christmas by Tracy Anderson. Ooh. And it's about this girl who she goes to a boarding school in Connecticut. And but she's from this town called Christmas, Oklahoma. What? And so she's at boarding school and she doesn't really fit in and she's trying to impress all her like hoity-toity Connecticut classmates. And so she tells them that her hometown of Christmas is just the best place to have Christmas. It's like this idyllic Christmas setting. And she makes up all these things about how picturesque it is at Christmas time, but that's actually not the case. It's not really like that. It's kind of a rundown town actually. And it's kind of on the decline, but one of her classmates shows up in town for Christmas with his aunt because they're British. And he's like, you promised me a typical American Christmas and I shall have it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and she also comes home and her parents are splitting up her best friends, dating her ex-boyfriend, her arch nemesis is working at the inn where she worked her grandmother's inn where she also works. So it's like one bad thing after another. And I picked it up because it was compare someone it made a comparison to Gilmore girls um, because of the Connecticut boarding school. But then also I think a town of characters, maybe, I don't know. I don't think that's, I think that's kind of a stretch, but I'm enjoying it so far. That sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah. It, when you, when you said that it reminded me of um, the bookstore that we went to with Becky capital books. Yes. And uh, yeah, it turns out it's neither Hoyt nor Toit. <laughs> neither Hoyt nor Toit. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Becky, we miss you. Come visit us. Hi, yeah. Becky. Anyway, <laughs> so I had been hoping to close out strong with nothing but a happy happy book news, but we learned this morning that author Anne Rice died yesterday on Saturday, December 11th. And her son, Christopher, who is also an author, said that it was due to complications from a stroke. Mm. And I don't know if the stroke was recent. Um, they, They didn't have a whole lot of details. There is going to be a private um, funeral service now and then later there's going to be a very public celebration of her life in New Orleans where she's from and it it sounds like anybody that can go is welcome to go nice so yeah I I really I think she's one of the people you you cannot overstate what she has done yeah um the the article I read and we'll have this in the show notes for some reason was talking about like how great and popular her vampire books were and then said, and that trend has continued with the vampire diaries and twilight. And I'm like, can you, can you not please? Cause if you Let need this more woman to say, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Like you, you can't blame her for those. And also like, maybe you can focus on stuff she did because she did a lot. Right. Yeah. Why do they have to bring, I mean, they could have even just left it at, she left a legacy um, that popularized vampire lore in fiction and literature and, and yeah. Yeah. And leave it at that. Don't like bring up other things. Right. We, we can all make that connection on our own anyway. We can all be like, yeah, like twilight. Um, But 
I think also she didn't invent vampire books. She just, she reinvented them. And I think that's more important than, yeah, what came after it. But digressing, um, Interview with a Vampire is a great book. uh, And, you know, it's, uh, she was one of the greats. So, yeah. Um, Oh, actually, I, I did not mention this because I did want this one to be a surprise. (gasps) So next year. Reading Rainbow is coming back. What? What? And we don't know all the hosts yet. It's going to be a rotating cast of people. And they're focusing on diversity. And um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I'm just imagining that that guy who they gave the Jeopardy hosting job to (laughs) will just like announce that it's him. Yeah, it's like we're doing a big search. Here's everybody, and then I'm gonna give it to me. <laughs> Wait, what? It's like that would be so funny. And then it's like cut to Lavar Burton. Like again, really? Like, yeah. Um, unfortunately, it will not be Lavar Burton because he's he's got other things now. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so great. Yeah. Um, they're also going to focus on diversity in terms of the the books that they um they're choosing and creative director Amy Guglielmo who is almost certainly not pronounced her last name that way said that they um they want to make sure they have kids engaging with books and they're going to use movement and music to engage kids in learning and this is a an exact quote we really want kids to see themselves in the books that we're choosing and we're going to use diverse creators authors illustrators and settings yeah. so i'm i'm so happy about yeah. that and uh it's it's good i'm glad that it's back oh that show i just would watch it and it's like i'm the same now when i watch youtube booktube I would just watch it be like, I want that book. I want that book. You know, he, it really did nurture my love of reading. Um, so I'm so happy it's coming back. Yeah. They're, um, they're also doing a search for the last host. They haven't named anybody yet officially, but it sounds like they have everyone but the last person. Aww. And they're looking for people with a comedy improv background. I'm sorry, what? Yes. Um, unfortunately, the upper age limit was 28. But it occurred to me that you could do a Sutton Foster thing. I mean, you could, you could be 27. I really could. <laughs> you know what though? I, I, I need to like send that to some people that I know who would be perfect for that job. So, um, I should get, oh my gosh, my friend Devin would be perfect. Oh my God. <laughs> he played Bill Cosby in Charnay's Dr. Nay's, um, play. Yeah. Yes. He was so good. Yeah. Did you go to it, Kelly? Um, I I did the um the online the live stream, yeah. Yeah. Well, should we talk about the what um the event that we engaged in over the weekend? Yes. Yeah. So we did a 24-hour readathon this weekend. Rachel, can you tell uh how this came about? Um, sure. So 24-hour readathons are something that I don't know like where they started, but they definitely got popularized on YouTube with all the people who are on booktube. Um, 
And basically it's, you try to read as much as possible within 24 hours. Some people stay up all night and read straight for 24 hours. (laughs) Um, you know, young people who can handle that kind of thing. Um, the rest of us, we sleep some. So um, I've done a couple of 24-hour readathons just like to see if I could see how much I could read in 24 hours. I read almost the whole first three books in the Graceling Realm series last year because I was rereading them to get ready for the new one that came out. And uh, it's just, it's really fun. It's it's kind of a good way to kickstart you know, back into reading if you've been in a slump, which I have been. And it's definitely worked. I'm definitely feeling like doing nothing but reading now. So um, I texted, well, Julia, you had mentioned a couple of weeks ago, like maybe I should do a Christmassy 24 hour readathon. I was like, Ooh. And then last week I just, I did not pick up a book for five days straight. So I texted Julia and Kelly Friday morning. I was like, let's do a 24 hour readathon starting tonight. So we did like 7 PM to 7 PM or something Friday into Saturday. And, and yeah, I'm really glad we did it spur of the moment. Cause I think if we had planned ahead, I would have like been (laughs) worried, been worried about it more, but this was just like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so Rachel, um, let's, should we just all go around and say like how we think we did with I guess the 24 hour part and what, and what we read. Sure. Um, well, I, I definitely, so I, I actually started a little early at like six 30 cause I was ready and I just wanted to start reading and I read pretty straight through until probably for like four hours before I went to bed. Um, and then, and I finished, um, that night I finished, What's it called? Always in December. Um, by Stone. And it that was so good. And that was one I had started weeks ago. And then I put it down and picked up other stuff. And I'm really glad I finished it because I, I very much enjoyed that book. So then I went to bed and I woke up early around 6.30. And I wanted to finish The Hogfather by Terry Pratchett. And I also wanted to read, um, of course you know, the holiday swap. So I kind of failed a little bit yesterday. I definitely read for a few hours and then I fell asleep on the couch for a few hours and then woke up very disoriented, had lunch, and then didn't really do much reading for the rest of the day. But I did finish the holiday swap because I ended up waking up at like 1.30 this morning, wide awake, could not get back to sleep. So I finished the holiday swap and it was so good. So it kind of was sort of something Kelly had brought up, which was 24 and 48, where you try to read 24 hours worth of reading in 48 hours. So mine turned out a little bit more like that. Yeah. Nice. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? Um, I don't think I did super well. Um, I, I did eight to eight because I'm still in Salisbury and my mom and I watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy every night. So I started at eight. Um, But I read until, and I didn't do this on purpose, it just sort of happened. I read until about 1230 that night, uh, technically Saturday morning. Um, So I I read most of um, the new Sarah Paretsky, V.R. Warshawski novel, Overboard, which I got an e-galley for. But that is a long book. It's uh, about, um, 
over 400 pages for oh, sure. Wow. So I, I read a lot, but it took me a long time to finish, which is, you know, not a comment on the book because the book is great and the characters are great, but it, it's not something you can kind of fly through just because there's a lot of, a lot of things you need to take in. And then I started the holiday swap um, late afternoon and I'm four chapters in. So on page like 68, but I'm hoping to make another really good dent in it. Cause I like it a lot too. Nice. Um, yeah. So I, so I went to the grocery store around, I think I left around 4:45. I got out of work a little early and then I went to the grocery store and my goal was to get my groceries and, um, come home, make dinner. And I was going to pick up like a Starbucks drink so I could stay up late. So I got my groceries and then I realized it was at the Rotunda, which is this, you know, place where there's the mom's organic market, Starbucks, some restaurants. And then there's this square and I was like, oh, they're showing the Grinch outside. Cause it was a pretty warm night. And so at sundown and it was starting right as I came out of the grocery store, they were showing like previews or something. I was like, oh, I have to watch this. The, the cartoon, I mean, yeah. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So I got my coffee and I went and I just sat on a bench and I watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas and it was perfect. Like just, uh, it was so fun. And I was like singing along. I was like, I'm the only adult here without children. <laughs> it was so funny. I had the best time though. Um, and I just had like my grocery bag and it was kind of I, like I was in a movie because I literally had um, kale, like peeking up from the bag. So it's like, you know how in the movies, if someone goes grocery shopping, there has to be like a green leafy vegetable poking out from the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like that sort of situation. You just so, needed a baguette. I know. Really... <laughs> Truly. Um, so I watched that and then I came home. So I got started a little bit late, but as I was making dinner, I read, listened to the matzo ball by Jean Meltzer. And I did finish that this weekend. Um, when I was, you know, kind of out and about, um, but I read with my eyes, I, I read the holiday swap. So I read until about 11 on Friday night and then I went to bed thinking I was tired and then I couldn't get to sleep. So around one, I started reading again. (laughs) I read until three and then finally fell asleep. And then the next day, the next morning I finished the holiday swap. Um, and then I had some like meetings and stuff at my improv theater, So I kind of tapped out a little early, but I did then start reading one day in December. So I think I started strong, finished kind of lackluster, but it did get me more into the holiday book reading spirit. So, right. Yeah. You know, um, normally I like to, I'm a perfectionist and I like to kind of um, go all out for stuff like this, but you know, by three o'clock yesterday, I was kind of done with reading for the day, you know, or, or at least for the afternoon. I p- did pick my book up last night, but I was okay with it. I was like, yeah. it's fine. Like you don't have to finish a 24 hour readathon. Like it accomplished what I needed it to accomplish, which was to break my slump. Mm-hmm. Helped that I also deleted a bunch of time-wasting apps from my phone because I've been on my phone a lot lately. And now it's like, there's nothing on my phone. That's fun. So <laughs> I need to delete phase 10 from my phone. I have been phase 10. phase 10, phase 10. Yes. That was the, one of the ones that I had to delete. Oh, it's so much fun though. I know it's great. 
So our next segment is recent acquisitions, where we talk about the books we've recently bought, borrowed, or been given. I was very good this week and did not buy any (laughs) after my massive book haul last week. So Kelly, why don't you go first? This is none of your business. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Um, my, My book of the month box came. And I got Holiday Swap and A Flicker in the Dark, which was the thriller offering. I got Malibu Rising because it was one of the five and I have reached BFF status. And then I got The Whisper Man, which is an older horror book that I hadn't read yet. And then I got um, Call Us What We Carry by Amanda Gorman because I I was really going to be good and not buy any books except for the book of the month box because you know like Christmas is coming and a lot of times I will get books from people so I'm like I'm not going to get anything but then I saw that Amanda Gorman had her like her book came out and I'm like well all right I'm going to get that and then a bunch of e-galleys nice yeah the whole like I've realized this year I have bought so many new releases that I was like oh I probably shouldn't have done that And I'll tell you why in just a second. So my book of the month box came as well. I got the holiday swap, which I've already read. I got razor blade tears by S.A. Cosby. That was one of the five. And I also got, but you seem so happy um, by Kimberly Harrington. It's a book of essays about her marriage. And I just want to support book of the month, choosing some nonfiction. And it sounded really funny. And actually my box shipped late because so many people wanted that book, I guess. So I think they ran out. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and then I got the audiobooks, the matzo ball. And so, so this is Christmas and then, okay, here's a story. Um, Let me tell you a little story. So last week I mentioned that I picked up the book Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I had backing up a little back in like probably January or February, I pre-ordered a book that came out in the summer. And then I never picked up the book from my bookstore. I just, I, I forgot about it. And I think I got, I think I actually like had another copy somewhere. So I just kept forgetting. I was like, Oh, I'll pick it up and like, see if I can return it since I have another copy or, you know, whatever. I just forgot to pick it up. And so by the time I finally remembered to go get it, it, they were like, we don't have it anymore. We sent it back. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was really embarrassed. <laughs> and then I emailed them and I was like, so do I get store credit or something? And it mm-hmm. took them a long time to write back. Wow. And finally, they were like, yes, you have store, you have like store credit. I was like, okay, perfect. So then I go, I wanted to go and, and use my credit right away. Cause I was feeling bad that I had made them like shelve a book for me that I never picked up. Like, I, like I'm treating them like a library or something. So I went and I was like, let me get a book. Um, And I picked up Hamnet and I was excited to read it, but there was another book that I wanted to get as well, but I stopped myself. I was like, no, you're not going to spend more than your gift card. So I got Hamnet and then I was like, oh, kept thinking about this other book that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we did our holiday book swap at work and my coworker sent me a copy of Hamnet. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is perfect. I can now exchange 
the one I got at Greedy Reads and pick up the book that I want. So I walk in and I was like, look, I know this is super annoying. I don't have my receipt with me, but I did buy this book. I used a gift card. You probably have it. And I I kept talking and she was just looking at me like not impressed, right? (laughs) And finally she interrupts me. She was like, we can exchange it for something else. I was like, great hold right there. And I walked right over to the shelf because I knew exactly where the book that I wanted was. And I got (laughs) just haven't met you yet by Sophie cousins. And she was like, wow, that was fast. (laughs) And I was like, I just need to do this before something else happens. (laughs) (laughs) Now my house looks like a bookstore. So the end. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I, you know, it's, I probably am going to kind of go into more in depth on this when we do like our 2022 reading goals episode, but I need to stop buying books. Same. Not just because I have enough to read that, like I have a, at least a year's worth of new books to read, like over a hundred, right. Um, of unread books between my Kindle and my physical copies. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I just need to stop buying books for at least six months and see, but also like I spend so much money on books and it's like, I need to go back through all my like financial statements and really figure out how much money I've spent on books. Not that that's like a bad thing. It's the worst things I could spend money on, I guess, but like, I just, I don't know. I feel like I need to. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not book shaming myself. Like it's fine to spend money on books, but I also have a library that I want to support mm-hmm. and I, you know, there are other, I can borrow books from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not going to probably go on a book buying ban or anything. I want to keep supporting and buying some books, but yes, I do. I did go overboard this year. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally feel you. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, it's just us this week. We are talking about Christmas movies and books that pair well with them. So it's kind of like wine, like what wine pairing, you know, we're like sommeliers, but for books. Right. (laughs) So stick around and we'll be right back. It's time for what you should read. The podcast all about the titles you need. Join three book lovers and a guest as they cover all the best new titles. And we are back and tis the season to be watching a lot of Christmas movies or holiday movies. And I know I get really into that every year. I know Rachel does as well. Um, Kelly, I know you are counting down the days to Halloween. (laughs) It would be really impressive if I could be like, just throw it out, but I don't know. I don't know how many days we're in pre-Halloween season though. So (laughs) I'm good. Um, But we thought it would be fun to talk about some Christmas movies and think of a book that would pair well with that Christmas movie. And so it can be a Christmassy book or it can just be, you know, a a regular old book um, as long as it pairs with a Christmas or holiday themed movie. And uh, before we dive into our pairings, though, I would love to know what your favorite holiday movie is. Um, Rachel. Oh gosh. I love so many. Um, I would say my top three are it's a wonderful life. A Christmas Story, and uh, how can I choose? I I think I'll just stick with those as my top two because just traditionally we watch those every year. Like 
It's a Wonderful Life is definitely a Christmas Eve movie and yeah. a Christmas story is a Christmas day movie. And it's just like, they're just so nostalgic for me. And then of course I love like the animated classics um, or I don't know if you can call the, <laughs> what are they? Stop motion. Oh well, yeah. The claymation. Uh, yeah. Like Santa Claus is coming to town and Rudolph um, Frosty is animated. Um, but like, I love all those kind of short, like 30, 40 minute classic kids ones. Um, they're just timeless. I love them. Yeah. It is hard to pick. I know. Um, Kelly, what about you? Well, I feel like I'm kind of the, the oddball here because the Christmas movies I love, I don't really just watch at Christmas. So I don't really think of them as Christmas movies. Like I am always up to watch home alone. (laughs) Always. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I will almost definitely watch it at some point before Christmas that and the, the sequel, um, but I've also been known to watch it in the summer. I, I will watch it anytime, like literally anytime. Yeah. Um, so that that is probably my favorite. But I also, um, you know, I love the the Christmas horror movies, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, probably though, if we're saying like actual classics that are definitely definitely Christmas movies, probably Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, that's a sweet one. Such um, a, that's a Thanksgiving one for me. Oh, because yeah. of the parade. Yeah. yeah. So it just like starts off the Christmas season for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I think if you, I would have a different answer anytime someone asked me this question, but I think right now I'm going to say the Santa Claus starring oh, Tim Allen. Yes. It's so, it's good. It is, it's got everything. It's got humor. It's got a cute kid. It's got the magic of the North pole. Um, I love Bernard. He's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> I love Neil. <laughs> the just so many like and like I know Tim Allen in real life is problematic but as a comedian and actor I've I just I loved home improvement when I was a kid um so watching him is just it that's nostalgic for me in a lot of ways too so the movie isn't fantastic yeah <laughs> I like that too you know what's funny is um I always think of Elf as like a newer Christmas movie it's yeah like, oh like that's like a a a new one and it's one of my favorites but it's like not a classic but like young people are like oh it's a classic Christmas movie I'm like no it's not I was in middle school when it came out (laughs) it's classic it's vintage (laughs) I get so offended (laughs) there are some really good new Christmas movies coming out has anyone watched anything new that they really like I haven't watched anything new from this year. Oh, except for that um, Brooke Shields one, which was cute. A Castle for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've watched that as well. That was like your typical like yeah. Hallmark movie, but Netflix version. Yeah. I do need to see that because it's directed by the lady who did Pet Cemetery. Right, the first that's one. so weird. <laughs> oh my God. That, that was my reaction when I saw that she was doing... Um, like an actual Christmas movie, not Christmas horror. I mean, it's not Christmas horror, right? Like it's like a, a rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very much a rom-com, <laughs> like a cla- very classic rom-com setup. It's good though. It's nice to see Brooke Shields. It was nice. It's nice to see a love story between two people who are not like in their twenties or thirties. Yeah. Um, I watched single all the way on Netflix. 
Oh, right. I keep meaning to watch that. Oh, you'll love it. It's so good. It's really, really good. Um, and then I also want to plug this TV show. It's Norwegian. It's called, I think, Home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about a, a young woman named Johanna. And she lies to her family. She's like, oh, I have a boyfriend because she's just sick of them, like, getting on her about when she's going to not be single anymore. And she's like, oh, yeah, I have a boyfriend. They're like, we'll bring him for Christmas. And so then she has to, like, go on a bunch of, like, dates and try to find someone in time for Christmas. Um, (laughs) And it's just – it's nice to see, like, Christmas represented in another country, especially a country like Norway, that it's, like – it's, like, very wintry there, obviously. Um, Yeah, so – plug for that if you happen to see it on Netflix. Cool. Yeah. While we're plugging, um, this is not something I would generally have thought that I would like because I don't really like reality TV or baking competition shows, but baking it with Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg, which is on Peacock, but I think also maybe live on NBC sometimes. um, It's really good. It's funny and it's these, these um, teams of two people and it might be, you know, a parent and their grown up child or sisters or best friends and they're judged by a team of grandmas (laughs) and it is, it is just, it's great. It's very funny. It's very sweet. I have cried a few times. I'm probably going to be rewatching it. I love it. It's, I definitely recommend Baking shows are great. Yeah. And it's yeah. all Christmas related. They have like gingerbread and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yay. Cool. All right. Well, should we get into our pairings? Yeah. It's funny. I actually am excited because it took me forever to even think of like, how do I pick a book that like reminds me of, or like has kind of the same sort of essence or theme as Christmas movies and I think I have some good picks, so we'll yeah. see. I'm excited. We didn't put any, like, real parameters around this, which I'm kind of excited about, and I'm excited to see, like, what direction we all went with it. Um, yeah, I had way too much fun with this, but, <laughs> uh, well, Rachel, why don't you start us off? Okay, sure. Um, so this one's probably my most on-the-nose one, um, just in terms of, like, snowman come to life (laughs) so the movie obviously is frosty the snowman um where a bunch of school children build a snowman and put a magic hat on him and he comes to life and they go on adventures um and he melts in the warm weather um so the book i chose is the snow child by awen ivy which is actually based on a fairy tale um I think by the same name, I think it's called the snow child also. It's like a Russian folktale. Um, but this couple, it's set in the 1920s and there's this married couple. They're a little bit older. They never had children. Um, and they just moved to Alaska and are like struggling through their first winter and they get some snowfall and decide to kind of play around a little and they build a snow girl and dress her up. And then the next morning, the snow girl is gone and there's like child size footprints out in the yard. Wow. And so it's like, did they build a snow child that came to life or was she just like, so you find out like a whole bunch of backstory about the girl. Um, and it follows them for the next, I want to say 15 years almost, um, as she kind of grows up. Um, and 
struggles with like she lives outside and like makes shelter her for herself outside and she's very uncomfortable when she comes inside but they try to get her to come inside and like feed her and and all this stuff right um because they're worried about her out in the wilderness um but she gets very hot she needs the door open or else she gets very uncomfortable um you know like red skin and all this stuff um so it's almost like is she actually a magical snow child is she melting it's you're questioning it back and forth the whole time it's a very very interesting story sad but beautiful um so to me it just reminded me of obviously it's so different in like tone but just like the whole thought of like magical snow to me is very like very interesting thought Whoa. That's a great pick. I love it. I haven't read that one yet. Oh, it's so good. You'd like it. Okay. Um, Kelly, what's your first pick? Okay. So this is the one that I think everyone would expect from me. My other two are going to be a little more of a surprise, I think. But, and this, uh, this is also my first on the nose pairing. Uh, the movie Krampus, which is sort of a horror comedy and if if you would like to watch it, I think it's it's wonderful. It's very funny. It's darkly funny, and Gloria there are loves scary that one. parts. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's got uh, Adam Scott and Tony Collette and um, Allison Tolman. Like you know, everybody in this movie, all the grown ups, you would look and you'd be like, oh, I love them. Yeah. Um, and my movie, or sorry, my book connection to it is Secret Santa by Andrew Schaefer, who you would know more as the um, the person who wrote the Joe Biden Solves Mysteries oh. author with Barack Obama sometimes. Yeah. Um, and the first book in that series, um, his favorite Amtrak conductor is murdered and he has to solve it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in Secret Santa, it's probably a little closer to gremlins in that this this woman starts a new job and she gets this weird secret santa present and it's this creature and it sort of kills things on her behalf and people so it helps her move up the the corporate ladder because people that are making her life harder and worse tend to get killed in accidents. Oh no. <laughs> um, but it's, it's also very funny and a little scary in parts, but that little gremlin thing, it's inventive. Yeah. And so is Krampus. Um, but if you're, if you're looking for something a little, a little darker for Christmas that isn't, you know, tinsel and joy. Both of those are great and funny and not just, not just straight horror. So that was a very Kelly suggestion. Absolutely. I have to stay on brand. Yeah. (laughs) So my pairing pair is one, uh, one of Rachel's favorite Christmas movies. It's a wonderful life. Um, with one of my favorite books, and I had too much fun coming up with this one, but it's Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Oh, really? Have you ever wondered, what if you woke up one day and your life was not your life, right? Mm-hmm. And all the people that you knew had like fallen a different, followed a different path. So in It's a Wonderful Life, that happens to Jimmy Stewart, he, the 
the uh angel um Clarence, right? Yeah. Is that Clarence? <laughs> Um, he, cause Jimmy Stewart's character, George Bailey's having such a bad day. He thinks it would be better if he wasn't around cause he feels like he's messed everything up. And so the angel decides to show him what, what life in Bedford Falls would be like for his loved ones if he wasn't around. And so he gets to see that. So in dark matter, um, this, this man, he has a wife and child. They live in Chicago. They have this like nice cozy life. He's a physics professor. And then one day he gets abducted <laughs> and then he wakes up and all of a sudden his wife is not his wife. His son doesn't exist. And he's like this, um, he has, he's not a professor. He's like a internationally known physicist who's accomplished something that makes seemingly impossible things happen. So a little bit of a spoiler, although I think like most people know this at this point, it's about like parallel worlds mm-hmm. and string theory and all this stuff. And so he gets to see what his life would be like if he'd followed like just a slightly different path or made like a slightly different decision. And he actually gets to see this like a few different times. Mm-hmm. And I won't say too much more about it because it's just such like, there's so much that happens in that book and it, it really like messed me up. It was so good. <laughs> so if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. And I'm not a big thrillers person, but this one is like the kind of book that I love. Cause it's like, I mean, parallel worlds is always something I'm interested in. It's science fiction. It's fast paced. It's just engrossing. Um, so yeah. And so it's got that element of like, what if you could see how your life would be if like one thing were different. Right. And so I thought it was a good, good match for it's a wonderful life. And also just kind of funny. Cause like, they're so different in vibes, yeah. right? Like one's this like cozy Christmas movie <laughs> that everyone loves and it's, but, and then this other, but it's got like, it's still got the, like the love for his family is what drives both of these characters, but uh, George Bailey and also Jason, the the main character in Dark Matter. So I think that also is a good like tie in. So yeah, fun. I can't believe I've never read that book. Rachel, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the list. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, Rachel, what is your next pick? My next pick. So actually, the book reminded me of the movie. Um, and that book is Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. Reminds me of Love Actually, the Christmas movie, with that whole like cast, um, the ensemble cast. To me, this book, as you're going through, so on Love Actually, as you're going through the movie, you find out all these connections between all the different people, and they're all going through different like different facets of love, their love stories. And it, it's the same in Sense and Sensibility. Like you meet all these cast of characters and you slowly find out like who's connected to whom and how, and just like what went on in the past and kind of what led them to where they are now. And I just feel like that's a very similar um, just style of storytelling. So, and I always feel like Jane Austen's books are, cozy in a Christmas way you know they're Mm -hmm. not Christmassy but like they're cozy yeah you could snuggle up with one on a winter day with a mug of something warm and be perfectly happy exactly yeah and I only just read Sense and Sensibility a couple years ago for the first time um like I had read obviously Pride and Prejudice a bunch since high school I've read it a few times um and I read Persuasion back then and I read Emma for high school um 
and I read Mansfield Park, but I had never read this one until just a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, I really like it. Plus, in Sense and Sensibility, the movie, Alan Rickman plays a good guy. And then in Love Actually, Alan Rickman plays the bad guy. <laughs> There's also the Emma Thompson connection. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. She's so, in the movie. So many connections. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Um, cool. All right, Kelly, what's your second recommendation? Okay, so this is where it got hard because as I'm as I'm mentioning, I'm not I'm not huge into Christmas movies. Um, so I thought, okay, well, I'm just gonna do two of my favorites, whether or not I, you know, watch them at Christmas or not. And these are both movies that I watch whenever I want to. Um, so my next one is Miracle on 34th Street, which I love because it feels very magical. And I really like that aspect of it because as someone who also generally does not take time to see the magic in things like the little girl in Miracle on 34th Street, it's very nice when I do see it. And the last book that made me feel that way is House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. Um, and I just... The, the way I feel watching Miracle on 34th Street is the way I felt reading the book. And also Chauncey, the world's best bellhop. Chauncey. I, I love that little kid. Both books also have a character that um, are kind of like, they want to stay like buttoned up and like not believe in like magic and, yeah. or like, or like they don't want to get sucked in by it. They just want to stay like, um, and by the end, of course, yeah. like we know. <laughs> yeah. I, I could have also compared it to how the Grinch stole Christmas for, for yeah. that reason, because yeah, it's <laughs> like you have someone who just, you know, wants their life the way their life is mm. and here are those stupid who's with yeah. the noise, 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 noise. <laughs> you also but, could compare yeah. house on the Cerulean sea. Now that I'm thinking about it to um, Santa Claus is coming to town with the Island of misfit toys. Mm, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Aw. You can make it fit for anything. It's a good book. I I agree, though. Chauncey (laughs) is, like, the best character. One of the best literary characters, like. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Just just always, like, you look nice today. (laughs) Holds out his hand for a tip and is, like, you don't get tipped for giving compliments, Chauncey. That's not how being a bellhop works. And he's, like, no. Okay. (laughs) Oh, Yeah such a good one yeah um okay my second pick is kind of an on the nose pick too this was my one like Christmassy book slash Christmas movie so there's a Christmas movie that is not maybe the most famous Christmas movie it was made for tv in the 90s it's called Christmas Every Day and I love this movie anytime it's on tv I will watch it and it's actually on Hulu I realized you can watch it streaming yeah, and this is a movie. It's starring uh, an actor, Eric Von Detten, plays Billy Jackson. And Billy, uh, Kelly, you would hate this movie. It is basically Hocus Pocus, but Christmas, because oh, it's God. got, yeah, <laughs> it has the same kind of aesthetic and vibe as that movie, I think, which is probably why I love it. But he and his younger sister um, live with their parents in this like small town. And, um, he's kind of like being bullied by these boys who are better at basketball than him. <laughs> His mom has makes him being the Christmas project. So he's kind of like a Grinch. Um, and then like he wakes up, they have Christmas, his horrible aunt and uncle come into town and his uncle wants to like 
buy out the town and put in a value mall. Like he wants to, you know, ruin the town. <laughs> Kelly's like, oh God. <laughs> so he has this horrible Christmas. And then at the end, his sister makes him wish that it was Christmas every day. And so finally he says it just to get her out of his hair. And then he gets into a time loop where it's Christmas every day. So he wakes up and he has to relive the same Christmas over and over again and like learn all the lessons he has to learn. So the book that I'm pairing with this movie is In a Holidays by Christina Lauren. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, it's the pairing makes like the it's not a stretch, right? She gets into a time loop where she has to relive the same Christmas over and over. Um, She's also fighting to keep like some traditions alive. Like she basically, they learned that her, her um, family friends are going to be selling the house in Utah where they all spend Christmas every year. And so like, she's trying to like save that. She also, it's a, this one's a romance, so it's a little bit different from the movie, but um, I really enjoyed this one. This was the book of the month holiday book last year, um, and it's just a fun rom-com. My only criticism of that book is like there needed to be at least one more time, one more loop, one more day of Christmas. I felt there weren't quite enough, um, but other than that, it's just like a really like cozy read, um, and I really enjoyed it last year, so yeah. That's nice. my pick. <laughs> that could also work for the rehearsals. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yep. what I really liked about that and also in holidays is I feel like time loops can get really repetitive. Mm-hmm. You yeah. well, you need to do enough to establish the parameters of what's going on, but you also have to be really careful because obviously one too, too many, many is bad. Yeah. And people are like, oh my God, we get it. Same yeah. day. Yeah, Groundhog's Day had too many. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can have too many. Yeah. All right, third round. Rachel, <laughs> what's your last pick? Okay, so mine kind of goes with um, your first pick being It's a Wonderful Life, but it also okay. goes with another Christmas movie, which is not like I think talked about a lot. Um, it's kind of a big movie. It stars Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. <laughs> the Family Man. Yes. Yeah. So in The Family Man, um, Nick Cage uh, gets to see what his life would have been like if he had made different choices. So much like It's a Wonderful Life and, and Dark Matter and other books like that and movies like that. Um what if he had stayed with the love of his life instead of pursuing his like high power business career? Um, and so he's living this life, like he's got these kids and it's just a very like normal middle-class America kind of life. Um, and he's used to like lots of success and money and all this stuff. And so of course he has to like learn lessons about what's important in life along the way. Um, But it's interesting because, you know, he kind of has to make that choice of like, what would really make him happy? So I, I kind of thought of this book, The Two Lives of Lydia Bird. So Lydia Bird is a young woman, she's 28 years old, and her fiance, who she's been with for 10 years, um, dies tragically in a car accident. So she's um, just very, you know, she's mourning yeah him and um she has a hard time sleeping so she gets prescribed these sleeping pills and when she takes them she wakes up 
as if she's in a dream or, or some time warp or something. And she lives a life with her fiance. So when she's awake, she's in her real life. But when she takes these pills and sleeps, she, her fiance still alive. And she goes through like the next year or so, um, living out life with him. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, this tragic thing that happened, obviously very awful. Um, and at the same time, she kind of realizes like, oh, would it have been, would everything have worked out the way I thought it would have, or is this new life I'm living, you know, going to make me as happy as I thought I would have been with my fiance. Um, I, I find it very, a very sad book. Um, but also very, like, it just makes you think and like, you know, not, you know, when someone dies, especially young and tragic like that, you know, I hate when people are like, everything happens for a reason. It's all part of the plan, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, he, he didn't have to die. Um, (laughs) but like also, you know, sort of taking what life hands you and not trying to live in a fantasy world of like, what, what if, um, because she does, she gets to a point where she's like taking these pills and sleeping a lot and, you know, not really living in her real life. She's like living in that life. And so I, it just reminded me of that movie, the family man, cause he's like trying to make it work in his new life. You know, the one that he's in where it was the time warp where he's, you know, made different choices, but he's trying to get back to like, he tries to get back to his job that he had in the other life, like the high power business job in the city, you know, and he's trying to convince like his wife, like the woman that he in real life had left, but in this new life had stayed with, he's trying to convince her like, Oh, we'll have so much money. We'll move to the city. We'll get an apartment. You know, the kids will go to private school. They'll be so glamorous, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, that doesn't sound like it'll make me happy. And he's like, what? And it like, yeah. believe that someone wouldn't want this life. Yeah. Um, so it kind of feels like with Lydia where she's like, well, of course I want to keep taking these pills and seeing my fiance. Like, you know, it just, so the comparison was there for me for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I forgot all about it. I've only watched it. I think once or twice, but yeah, it's good. It's mm-hmm. a good Christmas movie. You're right. Um, okay, great. Kelly, what's your next pick? Okay. Um, so <laughs> this is probably the, the weirdest one I did. So what I really like it seems like in terms of Christmas movies are the big family that's very loud and maybe a little bit dysfunctional. And this is not Home Alone, uh, which you may be thinking, but it is one of my favorite rom-coms and one of my favorite movies while you were sleeping. And I thought that what would be real, the fact that I really like the, ridiculous family especially the the grandma is um stephanie plum by uh janet ivanovich because the grandmother in that is just next level like the one in while you were sleeping um she says outlandish things all the time she goes to funerals for fun and sometimes to talk about the deceased and their family but I mean if she doesn't have anything and there's a funeral she'll go 
and it's it's very fun. Um, there are a those. lot of books in the series. I have yeah. not I have not kept up, but the early ones I absolutely loved. And Stephanie is not unlike Sandra Bullock in While You Were Sleeping, like especially at first, like she's kind of lost and drifting through. And um, instead of working in um, a wind, like the token seller, I guess, at um, the subway, she, um, Stephanie ends up becoming a bounty hunter and Mm -hmm. she's not good at it. (laughs) (laughs) So both of those are very, very funny. I, um, it's been a while since I've watched while you were sleeping. I forgot it was a Christmas movie actually. Yeah. Just think of it as like a rom-com. Yeah. But yeah. Nice. Um, okay. My last pick is the movie is the family stone, which is starring, um, Diane Keaton, Sarah, Jessica Parker, Rachel McAdams, Dilmit McDerm Moroni. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Dermot Mulroney. Yes. It, it is, yeah. Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulroney, David Duchovny. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. Um, and, oh, um, Luke Wilson is in it. Um, got a lot of people, a lot of famous people. And it's uh, about this big family. They come together. They're suspicious of outsiders. but they And they, like, need to do things, like, a certain way. Um, and... It just reminded me a little bit of the book Grown Ups by Marion Keys, um, which I don't know if you two have read that one. I have not yet. Okay. I have. I, I have. Okay. Um, so it's not like the same plot or anything. It's just in Grown Ups, there's also this big family and they all like come together all the time for um, like family dinners and stuff and or they go away for vacations. And there's one person who's like trying to make everything perfect all the time. And everyone has these secrets that like eventually come out in the end. Um, and there are some, most of the characters I love, but there are some where you're like, you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it just reminded me of the movie because yeah. in the family stone, there's definitely some secrets happening, um, but it's just like a fun, both are just like fun and like have a lot of different characters and like, crazy family dynamics. Um, and like Marion Keys is just my favorite author of all time. Um, I can't wait to talk about her more next year because she has another book coming out, but, um, yeah, so that's the movie is the family stone and the book is grown ups by Marion Keys. Cool. Yay. Yeah. I love, I love that book. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we did it. Yay. We matched movie book Christmas movies to books. So you're welcome. <laughs> and we have almost all of these, if not all of them, available on Libro FM. We will have links to those in the show notes. And if you don't already have a subscription, use promo code what you should read, all one word, to get two books for the price of one your first month. It'll be $14.99. Yes, and be sure to follow us on social media, WYSR underscore podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You can email us at what you should read podcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be so helpful. Thank you. Now you know what you should read. You're welcome. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
Happy Halloween. <laughs> It's time for what you should read. The podcast all about the titles you need. Join three book lovers and a guest as they cover all the best new titles to enjoy with your team. 